Hello and welcome to Victory Points. I'm Becca Scott and this is the wrong, no. Did you change this back? No. Oh no, I definitely changed this to I'm Becca Scott, your dark overlord and this is my Igor, Jake Michaels. Yes. <laughs> uh, this is a podcast about people who love tabletop games, interviewing other people who love tabletop games about the tabletop games that they love. Lizzie, did you know that's what this podcast was about? I did. I did catch a couple episodes before I came on in preparation. Oh, you do your research. Okay. Well, our guest, as you have already heard her voice, is Lizzie Funkhauser, the co-creator of Board Game Spotlight. Yeah. Oh, I guess yeah. co-create, there's, uh, that implies two, does yes. it? Multiple. At but there's two. there's technically three. It's you and your husband, Derek. Yes. With a, a, some help from James Hudson of Druid City Games. A little help. I mean, he may have started it and handed the reins over to us at some point. But now it's you guys. It's the two of us, yeah. Yeah. So what is Board Game Spotlight and why should everyone be checking out all your videos? Uh, Board Game Spotlight is a community we have. We started on Facebook, but we have evolved into YouTube, you know, Instagram, Twitter, all of that. And we are a... A uh, friendly community of gamers who love to share gaming with other people in a loving and positive way. We only allow positive comments. We're well, not only positive comments. If you're gonna be negative, you gotta have a reason behind it. We don't allow. I hate that game. This is stupid. You gotta say, you know, I didn't feel it was balanced. I didn't like the player interaction in this game. We want to have constructive criticism so that it's not just you know all that hate bashing or people saying like, oh, I like Monopoly, and everyone being like, oh. You're one of those people. You know, we want people to yeah. come into the community and if they're new, find things that they like instead of being discouraged and being, you know, pushed out like, oh, all of me, or like alpha gamers, you know? Yeah, yes. absolutely. Yeah. And let me just say, I like Monopoly. That's cool. I like Monopoly Gamer. You should try it. Oh, what's that? It's like a Mario Kart version. Where oh. It, yeah, you I feel like the that? height of my Mario Kart skill it expired um, at, at the end of fourth grade. When I was playing N64 in my basement, and I've never got my groove back. I've never gotten first place again on a modern console. Oh, we should so. get it back for you. Yeah, try Martin. The gamer. How Becca got her game. Yeah. <laughs> you go around the board, I think it's like eight times. Every time you pass go, you fight a monster. And then the last monster, you know, that's the end of the game. Whoever has the most points wins. So it's much shorter. You can play it in like 30 minutes. Top. Is the monster some type of real estate tycoon? Or? <laughs> no. It's some, Okay. I never played Mario Kart, so I don't know like all the characters. I'm sorry. I'm pretty sure Wario is a real estate tycoon. But oh it's yeah, like, absolutely. You know all the characters from the Mario Kart. <laughs> you got Peach. Well, she's like one of the ones that you play with, and then there's like the ones that you fight. And I Toad can like is picture him. Guy? Toad is the best to play with. He's my favorite. I figured. Yeah, I get all the money, and then Derek gets mad at me. <laughs> yeah, you are you are the meta gamer of the group. It seems like from just. Checking out a couple of videos, seeing the dynamic. It's like, he'll rant about how he loves the game. And it's like, and Lizzie won <laughs> again. <laughs> I win a lot. <laughs> I mean, I don't win every game. I don't want to like sound cocky or anything, but I win more than I lose. What? I'm going to put you on the spot. Yeah. Why what? are you so good at games? Uh, Like, you know, I do my <laughs> research. I think ahead. I plan things out. And Derek is more distracted by things. And he's like, oh, I'm going to go check that out. This is probably a bad decision, but I'm going to do it anyway. You know? So, so you tend to stick to optimal yeah. optimization in your choices of the turns, whereas he like kind of wants to explore the aspects of the game? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So let's go back to the beginning. Yes. Let's go back to, I'm going to hear more about your history okay. uh, of what what interests you, how you got into this world of games, 
which I know was a lot had to do with being on the army base, yes. having a, the need to have something to take everybody's mind off of yes. what they were doing in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, so what is, but what, even before that, mm-hmm. what was your background like? Where'd you grow up? I grew up in Chicago. Uh, I guess it's a big family. There's four siblings. So there was six of us all together. We would play like catchphrase. We would get, you know, like the, was it the, electronic the battery disc? one. Yes. Yeah. Right. Oh, and we'd take that around. Like we'd go watch fireworks on 4th of July. We'd bring that with, then go to like Dairy Queen and get dilly bars. And then we'd have, you know, Three group or two and two, two groups of three. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> and we'd sit around, and we'd play that until it got dark enough, and the fireworks started. And Wait, what were the optimal teams? Was everybody like, "I want Lizzie on my team"? That's not no. fair. It was four girls and two boys, so I always got stuck with the guys. So it was me and my dad and my brother against oh. my sisters and my mom. I'm sorry. Yeah, but so. that that's a good, that good. Yeah. Uh, you know. <laughs> My dad was fine. Me and my dad, like, communicated well. It was my brother. He's the youngest one, and he's not the greatest reader. So you'd be, like, trying to figure something out, and it would be, like, pizza, but he'd be, like, pizza. So, you know, there's that disconnect, and you'd pass him and be, like, that's not the right word, and you'd, like, hand it back and be, like, do another one. See, it's such so, a compliment yeah. that your dad, who I assume was one of the team captains picking teams, was, like, since no. I get Lizzie, who's the best, I also have to take your little brother. Nope, it was always guys and girls. We'd do, like, pictures, and it'd be like, oh, we're going to, like, split it up so it's even. So the girls are all going to wear pink. Lizzie, you're going to wear blue with the boys. <laughs> were you a tomboy? Yes. Yeah. So, and were your sisters more classic femme? Yeah, I would say, like, one sister is, you know, kind of, like, bordering, but she definitely leaned more towards, like, the pink and stuff. Like, she still like sports. She was definitely sporty and athletic, but she dressed more feminine than I would. I'm trying to gauge how were you happy or sad that you were always oh, no, put I on like, the boys I'm, team. I'm fine with being with the guys. That didn't bother me. I was like, yeah, we're better. <laughs> then we're competitive. Yeah, I'm very competitive. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. I get you've got to have a more aggressive, mm-hmm. typically considered less feminine uh, uh, mm-hmm. makeup in mm-hmm. order to really get into yes. competitive gaming. Oh, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Oh, very cool. Tell so, us more. So growing up, we'd play like, you know, simple games like that. We'd play Monopoly and um, we'd play Apples to Apples a lot. And then I could never play another Apples to Apples in my life. I won't do it. Oh I mean, God. I probably wouldn't go back sorry, and play it anymore. the meanest thing I've ever said about a game oh on this podcast. I would probably never go back and play it again now that I've like been introduced to all the great games. But, you know, it was part of my childhood. But um, my husband and I got married right out of college and we were stationed at Fort Irwin, California which is about three hours west of L.A. It's in the middle of the desert, and it's a close post, so only people who live there are military. So it's all the people that like you would work with. It's really small. So it's summer camp. <laughs> sure, but all the guys go out to the field, and then it's just like all the women. Did you go with the guys? No, I didn't. Oh, okay. well, I didn't mean, get like to be on the boys' the team. It's situation. true. Like, I had to make girlfriends, and it was really weird. But Was, was that hard? Fun. It was. Because you traditionally, it sounds like. I was like always with the guys, yeah. Um, So, like, I made some really great girlfriends. We would hang out when the guys were gone. And then, like, when they would come in, they'd be out in the field for 14 days. They'd come in and we'd, like, throw parties and, like, hang out until they got home and release. And normally it was, like, you know, midnight, 1 a.m. But then they would have what's called four days. They would have four days off where we would have. Creatively titled. Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) The Army, they're, they're very creative. Um, and so we would get together at people's houses, and we would have potlucks, and everyone would get together and game. And we would game for, like, 12 hours. Yes. So, yes. Cool. The, oh, a couple, A short gaming session, then. Yeah, you know, like, <laughs> we had other things to do, you know. But uh, the couple friends that we met, they were actually, and the army is really small. Everyone knows everyone. We got out there, and a friend from college was like, hey, my brother and his wife are there. 
they lived a block and a half away. So they came over, brought tickets to ride. That's what started it all. My husband so asked good. for Seven Wonders for Christmas, and he got it. And so we started getting together and playing that four or five times, you know. <laughs> and then we found other people that were interested. We created a Facebook group, and we just, like, it was, like, whoever wants to come, we'd play uh, Avalon and Resistance a lot. Yeah. Code names for, like, six hours straight. Yep. And then we got, like, into theme nights where we do, like, a pirate theme night or we do um, – they cut off the water one night. And so, they, like, it was planned in advance. So we did, like, a forbidden desert kind of, like, night we did. Wait, I want to talk more about them purposely cutting off the water. Is this part of training? Uh, it was because we are so far out. Like, we were 40 minutes from the closest town. And so they would have to do maintenance on stuff and they didn't have any backup. So they would have to, like, schedule oh. it out. It's and just one down. pipe. Yeah. <laughs> so they shut it down for, like, you know – couple hours and they tell us you know don't turn on the water can't do anything you know they would also have like rolling blackout stuff you know that would happen randomly sometimes planned sometimes not that was super fun when it's 119 out and then it's like no ac yeah really bad but we do game nights we did like a a child themed game night so all the games we played when we were little we like broke out twister and like jenga Yes, more so, dexterity games. Yeah. Did you convert a lot of people into the board game world at that time? Like, were a lot well, of well, that's the... where I was converted. Okay, yeah. Um, so that's where we got into like really heavy tabletop gaming, and we converted some people. We'd invite people, and like they'd like stand in the outsiders. We're all like gaming and like yelling and all this, and then you, they would never come back. <laughs> Slowly <laughs> <Was> someone... <laughs> back up. Don't I make know, any sudden like, movements. Walk out the front door. Um, but we did make some friends that would start coming more regularly. We had a core group of seven of us. So it was me and my husband and then the couple friend that we met and then three single soldiers. And so that was like the core group and we would like get together all the time. We would do things like just the seven of us outside of gaming. Like we celebrated Thanksgiving together. We went and ran in a cabin and we would do like birthdays because out there, you know, we're isolated. We're the only family we had. Yeah. So it became like our own like little family there. That's so that so was nice. really fun. It was. It was so cool. And then uh, actually right before we left, I was like, 14 weeks pregnant like when we left and so my birthday was the next month and I was like I'm not gonna get to celebrate with them I was so sad so my husband threw in my or flew in my best friend and then had them all come over to the house and surprise me for like a surprise birthday party the day after his birthday so I thought it was for him and I was like babe like why aren't you here like they brought you a cake and he's like no it's for you <laughs> so it was really fun and do you miss that yes. that family you yes. created yeah we're all over the country now like one guy's in Korea, some are in North Carolina, some are out, some are still in. So it's like, we're trying to like meet up at like Gen Con or Origins. We're like, guys, can you get there? And the one guy in Korea is like, no, I'm not back in the States yet. So maybe next year. But uh, we're, we're like trying to get together again. Yeah, yeah. that's hard because, mm -hmm. I mean, first of all, just getting a core group yeah. of gamers you can tolerate and want to see play Regularly. with all the time. It's hard yeah. work. Yeah. It is hard. But I, I've never been in that environment, aside from roommates I've really mm -hmm. loved that we gamed every night. Yeah. But finding people that are just in, in this mm -hmm. community, and it sounds so yeah. insular. It really does sound yeah. like summer camp. I'm doubling down it on that. It kind of was, joke. yeah. <laughs> well, you were 40, 40 miles from the nearest town, did you say? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you were in your own kind of like, camp. Like, there was no one else around. Yeah. It was great. Like, we, the first time we drove that road, it's Fort Irwin Road. Like, my husband pulled over to the side and checked the GPS, and he's like, this can't be right. There's nothing. It's just 40 <laughs> miles of mountains and desert. And then there's, like, these big painted rocks, and then there's the guard station. And you have to, like, show your ID to wow. get on. And Crazy. Yeah. And it's intense. Oh, I want to go back to, you said you played Resistance. Yeah. I want to know if military training helps people be better at playing Resistance. 
she certainly didn't hurt, but we had a lot, like, it got tense. Like, <laughs> we had rules. Um, we had one guy who totally metagamed it. We had to play silent one time where, like, you couldn't speak. We tried timing it to where you only had, like, a minute and a half to talk. Um, but how did he metagame it? How can it be metagamed? And uh, just in case anyone has never played The Resistance, Igor. How do you play? <laughs> <laughs> wow, you just shown the board game spotlight on me right there. Whoa. Uh, yeah, uh, it's a hidden identity mm -hmm. game where uh, two teams, the Resistance and the, the what is the? Starts with the C. Oh, Combine? Well, um, criminals. Commander? Well, everybody. Everyone else. Everyone else knows yes. what you're talking about, but they're the bad guys. Yes. <laughs> There's an, uh, everybody has a secret identity and you're trying to guess, uh, you're trying to find who those people are before the end of five rounds usually? Yeah, uh, depending, um, you're best uh, out of three. Yeah, or and three uh, out of five. each yeah. turn one person gets to select who gets to go on a quote unquote mission mm -hmm. and the people on that mission uh, either help it succeed or not by uh, revealing cards and if the mission fails, uh, that's bad and if it mm -hmm. fails three times, the bad guys win. Mm -hmm. However, if the good guys can uh, find who their allies are and complete the missions, I believe three as well, mm -hmm. they win. Yep, I have a quick uh, house rule. Yeah. When you get, so say you send three people on the mission, you have three cards in your hand and they see, say either succeed or fail, success or failure. And uh, whoever's telling the story can't mm -hmm. look. The person mm -hmm. who sent them on the mission, yeah. they may or may not be included. They shuffle mm -hmm. them up. Uh, you flip one, or you start your story. Yeah, you, you say, flip them one at a time. Our mission is to drop Dumbo in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean <laughs> on top of an aircraft carrier. We load Dumbo into the plane mm -hmm. and we flip, succeed, yeah. he gets on the plane. And you go on That's flipping fun. cards and you're like, oh, but it fails because Dumbo falls out just in the water just beside the aircraft carrier, not on the giant trampoline they had installed on top of the aircraft carrier. And it doesn't matter if you have more successes after that because even if Dumbo could swim, mm -hmm. you get one, one fail. failure, you're out. You're out, yeah. 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 Uh, this, the other team is called Spies. Oh, the Spies. Thank you. We should have known that. We should. That seems a little too obvious, well, though, right? But well, but, it seems like spies and resistance would be on the same side. You yeah. think? Ooh, you like think whether it they does. resist. You would think. Yeah. Oh, because they're all pretending they're part of the resistance. Mm -hmm. They're spies for the other side. Ah, that's yes. a spy-based government. Yes. Okay, so Lizzie, uh, you were explaining how yeah. one would metagame this game. Oh, he would just like try and get inside your head and be like, "Well, last game you said this, and mm. and the way you're talking now is different, and and he went on that one, and theoretically you would never fail the first mission, and you, like he would just like break it down to like crazy like minuscule things, and you're like, it doesn't matter, just yeah. do you vote yes or no, because you have to vote on the mission whether it goes or not, and then the people on the mission either succeed or fail, and he would just like. Oh, I had a really bad gaming experience with him. He did this in every game. Oh, and he sounds there's like a game kind of that gamer I will I am. never play with him. I will never play ever. I actually had Derek get it rid of our collection because I was like, I cannot burn in the game. Just, just See, leave. Can I you can't. say the name or is it too painful? It's Lords of Waterdeep. Oh, <gasps> what? We just played this yes. game. It's one of my favorites. I'm I was know, almost going to play so it tonight. I know, so many people like that, and I know it's a good game, and it's not the game's fault, but I can <laughs> yeah, never. I play that game first time I played it, too. I will never play that game again because no. it was he, Liz, you're we playing with the, the Skullport expansion, mm -hmm. and you have the cards, and it's like, give it to someone else, but you're supposed to be at like a certain area, but with the expansion, it's included in the expansion, mm -hmm. but the base cards don't say that. Mm -hmm. And he was the one at the very beginning of the game was like, oh, you can't give me that card, you're not at this space, you're in the expansion, it doesn't count. And so we're all like, okay. And then halfway through the game, we realized that was wrong, yes. but we all agreed at the beginning, 
to follow the rule. That's how we're going to play. Yeah. Like, we all agreed. And then at the end of the game, someone gave him a card and it was going to hurt him. And he was like, no, you can't do that because this says, you know, in the rules. And he wanted to change it. And I was like, you can't do that. And he's like, well, if you give that to me, I'm not going to win and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, no. It's a kingmaker. I was maker. like, the, I was real, like, the real victim here is the Lords of Water. Yeah. Well, everyone else gave up. Like, because I was fighting him. I was like, no, you can't do that. We all agreed. You're the one who brought it up in the first place. You can't change it at the end. And he was like, no, I can't. And I like stood my ground and everyone else backed down and I would not. I yeah. love like, that. No, you're right. You are right. Down when I'm right. Yeah. 20 minutes later, he's like, fine, Lizzie, <laughs> whatever. Always. And I was like, oh. So I've never played Thank the game Thank you for not since. backing down. Yeah. Because yeah. somebody had to stand up to yeah. that guy. Yeah. Everyone else was just like so annoyed after like fighting for 10 minutes. They're like, whatever, let him do it. And I was like, no, if he does it now, he'll do it forever. You know, Becca, you said that you, you said this guy's kind of like how I game. Is that what you, in reference yes. to their resistance tactics? I would mm -hmm. say that you, I know in my experience of you doing that, you don't necessarily like cite previous games as like, you know, so-and-so was mm -hmm. doing this last game. We can't trust him now. Because you know that the slate gets rewritten every well, game. Well, that's a poker tactic. Right. That's a reading your opponent's well, tactic. Whenever I play resistance, I never trust the guys. That's just <laughs> Derek's always bad. That's good just like the rule. Sure, Even sure. if he's good, he's yeah. That's the way bad. my wife is too. She never trusts me. <laughs> but like, that's the thing about that game is like, mm -hmm. if you are that finger pointing person, mm -hmm. I feel like people distrust you in general. Even mm -hmm. if you are uh, on mm -hmm. their side of the resistance, mm -hmm. I feel like you being the lawyer and pointing at everybody mm -hmm. and accusing generally seems like a nefarious. It does, thing, right? yeah. Guys, I gotta go on a tangent. But on the topic of things people have done in games that ruined a game. Okay, this is one for Catan. Oh. Uh, so I was, I was uh, held hostage in a game of Catan. I'm trying to remember the specifics. There was a blackout. Speaking mm -hmm. of um, conditions that lead to board gaming. So we had lit mm -hmm. many candles mm -hmm. and we were playing Catan. And this person I had, I had, played few games with before he turned to me and he said give me all your sheep or I will never give you an oar for the rest of the game and I am the only person sitting on oar <laughs> wow just give me your sheep I said I'll trade you what do you have to trade he said no oh she held you hostage give it to me wow now that's bold I mean, and that's I have not played games with that person since <laughs> I don't blame you it was so vicious I was like but I'm I'm the Cutthroat one in games. <laughs> <laughs> yes, my job. Now and I you cried know for what minutes. it's like. I was so sullen and angry the rest yeah, of the game. I would be too. Oh, man. Um, most memorable blackout. I mean, I feel like moves like that have to have the context where it's like you guys are playing a friendly game for the most part. One Even if thing. you're playing competitively. But it's not like this is like a tournament where you're going to like be hardcore cutthroat about it, right? Like you would do that, but it you wouldn't do that with friends. Not with friends. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. No, it's a friendly game. The context. Now, is this person also very, very good at being in the military? Because it sounds like they're rather <laughs> efficient. He's actually one of the ones that got out. Really? Yeah. Too much? Just It's just uh, living it just, in the desert life well, is... Well, you know, you move around every couple of years. I just... Yeah. It wasn't a fit for him. And, uh, and Derek and... Subsequently, you yeah. are now out of the army. Yeah. What well, was that he's process? He's in like? the National Guard now. So, because um, he went to college, he had like that partial scholarship thing that they, you know, paid for, and so he had a seven-year commitment, I think. So we were five years active, and so he's finishing up like the last. I think we have like a year left of him National Guard, and then he can choose to, you know, re-up that or leave. Interesting. Yeah. Very cool. Mm -hmm. um, did you go to school, and that's where you guys met? Yes, that is. What'd you go to school for? Uh, history and literature. Stop. It. Yes. Are you going to make a historically themed game someday? I'm actually 
playing around with the idea of a game um, based in like the 1940s in the <gasps> town where all the men are off at war and the women have to face some oh, threat wow. that has come in. Yeah. I was going to say, don't give away your game no, idea on this show. Like that, that's it. That's but all I, feel I have. Like well, you not are, all I have, but... <laughs> That's the basis. You are uniquely suited to be the person that makes this game. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I love history. I love like all the little details. So I'm excited to start planning that game out. Derek and I like talked about it back and forth, but. Oh, very cool. That's fun. Yeah. Uh, All right. Now we're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, we're going to talk about some of your favorite games Mm -hmm. and two specific genres that you like a lot. Yes. These would be. Roll and write games. Yes. One of which you have sitting on the table right in I front of do. you. I do. You never played it, so I had to at least show it to you. I know this game, uh-huh. and I have looked it up. Because uh, <laughs> I mentioned it? <laughs> no, I already okay. knew it. Okay. Um, but, uh, but, and, okay. But the other genre I want to talk about, mm-hmm. which is a genre I'm particularly passionate about, is engine building. Yes. Because some of your favorite games are it engine is. builders. Yes. All right. So, take a quick break. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back to Victory Points. I'm Becca Scott. That's Jake Michaels. Hello. And we're here with our guest, Lizzie Funkhauser. Hi. Hi. All right. So, Lizzie, before mm-hmm. we jump in to one of your favorite genres of gaming, um, roll and write games, I want to talk about um, when you first got started with Board Game Spotlight. Were you living in South Carolina? South Carolina, yeah. Um, so Derek was part of like tons of Facebook groups that I didn't know existed and... He's like, hey, this guy messaged me and he wants me to write for him. And I was like, okay. And then he started writing for James Hudson. And he's like, hey, he's got a group. He wants us to like maybe do some stuff. You know, we're a couple. We can play like two-player games and we'll live stream them. And I was like, okay, I think that's doable. You know, we'll try it out. And uh, he fell in love with what he was doing. And so did I and the community. And we decided that we were going to do it full time. And so Derek got out of the military and... We moved back to his hometown for almost a year, and we were doing live streams. We do podcasts. We do interviews with people in the industry. Um, we do videos and pictures of all the games and, yeah, reviews, everything. So did you move back to South Carolina to be closer to family? South Carolina was still military. So that was – he was stationed at Fort Jackson. Gotcha. So we were there about a year. That's where I had my son. And yeah. congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, he's about a year and a half old now. Oh, yeah. And he loves dice. He's obsessed. The thing I wanted to ask about does did you feel that board games were something that helped you when you moved to a new place to find your group of friends more easily or at least people that you could game with? Or was that hard? Um, it's hard cuz Derek is very cultish about it. And he's like, "Come play games." <laughs> like even when we moved here, like he's like, "We should invite like cuz I have friends out here." And he said, we should invite them over and play games with them. I was like, let's just start with, you know, dinner. I don't understand. And then if they're yeah. interested, Wait, like, an, an I was evening? like, you sounded like a cult leader right now. Like, come play games with us. You yeah, know? you're talking to two cult members. Yeah. So. <laughs> I don't, don't understand. understand, but you don't want to, like, serve them the Kool-Aid right away. You want to, like, ease them into it, you know? You don't want to mm. scare them off. Gotcha. Um, but we did make some friends. Um, he found a couple people at a board game shop in South Carolina, invited them over. And my family thinks it's crazy that we're like, hey, we met you. Come over to our house. You know, like. That's what. Like, just, like, the, first time we, the first time we met them at a random board game shop that we'd like never talked to them before. And then we had friends in uh, Atlanta. We did like a mini, we called it Blood Rage Con, but you know, oh, not trademarked, yeah. trademarked, you know, we don't own that. Uh, and we had people like fly in from across the country that we'd met online and we did like a weekend of gaming. Can just I just like say, friends. I think it's safe 
to vouch that someone's not a murderer if they're in a couple. How many couples murder together? Bonnie and Clyde. That's true. Well, she I don't think she ever actually killed anyone. Well, there was the what is it? It's the yeah, fine torture kill guy. He was married. That's why he stopped. And then his wife got sick, and he oh, got Ted back Bundy. into it. Well, Ted Bundy, he wasn't married. He was like engaged. I think was he married? He was married. Oh wow. Yeah. But no, there was like it was called fine torture kill, like the BTK killer. Yep. And he did it for however many years. But got he was married, married. Stopped. Yeah, that's true. And then his wife got sick, like because she fulfilled his fantasies or whatever. And then like after. She got sick or died or whatever. He went back to it. Oh, that's so sad, but also a beautiful tale about what marriage can do <laughs> to a psycho killer. You know, uh, it can heal people. I don't know if it healed him as much as maybe distracted him for a couple of years. Still a positive. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to put a positive spin on it. <laughs> anyway, we don't have to stay on that topic. Let's talk about the topic of Roll and Write Games. Yes. What the heck is Welcome To? And why didn't they finish the title of their game? Because that's where you come in. You name your town. So it is Welcome To Blank. whatever you name it. Beckerville. You could, yeah. So you could name it. Real every game. <laughs> every game the same one. Every time different. I find that after you know 50 or so games, it kind of wears off trying to think of something yeah. and you just leave it blank. But mm. the game has stayed awesome. So you are architect in like the 1950s, setting up a neighborhood. A genre um, you seem to be a fan of because yes. you're 1940s noir style. Actually, um, Possible my game. favorite history is like um, Tudor period England and like ancient Egypt. So, but... Those the, are not the same. They are not the same, but I love, well, I love strong women. So Cleopatra the Seventh, you know, Ooh. awesome. And Elizabeth the First. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, a badass. You know, they centered around those women, and I've just explored the culture, and I love it. Plus, I love mummies. So that's yeah. where Egypt came from. And then I like discovered Cleopatra, and then, you know, and thank God we don't have to wear lead makeup anymore. Oh, I know. Yeah, it's you guys don't wear lead That'll makeup? murder you. No. I got to tell Katie to stop. <laughs> that's his wife. <laughs> Um, Welcome to is published by Blue Cocker Games, by the way, just to throw that out there. Um, um, and Deepwater Games. And it Deep was Water brought over to the U.S. by Deepwater. Awesome. Yes. Uh, so tell us more about how to play this game. Um, so you have three rows, like your streets, and there are 10, 11, and 12 houses on them, and you're trying to fill them with numbers. So it, you're supposed to put them in um, chronological, well, not chronological, ascending order. So you can put a one and then a three and then a five. But once you have... You know, a five in, you can't go back and in change it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then on the house, there's some have pools in the backyard. And so you have to have a number that correlates with the pool. Because as you flip it, there's the numbers above. And then there's an action you can take below it. So you have, like, parks. You have pools. You have uh, real estate. So you can make um, fenced-in sections worth more. You have fences where you can kind of create little estates. Um, yeah. So okay. So – and, and roll and write uh-huh. in general is yeah. either – there's a, a Yahtzee would probably be the originator of this genre. Yes, it is actually. And uh, you, it usually comes with a pad of paper. Mm-hmm. Everybody rips one off, and yep. that becomes your player board. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's an erasable. Yeah. Um, but uh, in this game, the the group element is the deck of cards you mm-hmm. mentioned, but in separated into three different mm-hmm. piles. And when you flip one to reveal a pos, you flip all three simultaneously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
but whatever, as you described, what's revealed underneath is the top of the card has a number of a house, and mm -hmm. the other side of the card has a possible action. Yes. So each player independently chooses which of those three cards and corresponding mm -hmm. house numbers they want to use that turn, and then all three flip again. Mm -hmm. Oh. Yeah. So each round there's three choices, so you can all take the same one, you can all take different ones, it doesn't matter, you don't have to take the action with it, so like, if there's a pool underneath, but you need the one to finish off the end of a street, you can use the one without the pool. Because you can only put um, pools. If there's a pool in the backyard, there's only three on each street. So the pool strategy is, is that a it's like a zoning. Thing? Yeah. We make the same jokes. <laughs> we both don't need to be here. <laughs> Rock, paper, scissors for the day. I'll just Who's going to do the zoning this? joke this episode? <laughs> <laughs> We're so lame. Yeah, so there's not like, even a good joke. What other urban development <laughs> jokes do I got? Pool related. Well, you know, if there's a pipe running under the backyard, mm -hmm. well, you got to pay to access it. Maybe not everyone has the money or, you know, you need more land for the backyard. You know, yeah, you, gotta have, you can't have a yeah. tiny pool. Do you find that most people who play this immediately love it as much as you do? Or, I mean, immediately like it? Um, gamers. Like, if they've yeah. already been introduced, I try to play with my family, and my sister, Eric, was like, this is dumb, why do you like this? <laughs> and I was just like, oh, I feel really? like I feel like gateway games need to have a theme that is at mm -hmm. least a little exciting. Like, I personally like mm -hmm. this theme, but, like, it needs to have something a little bit of grip to it yeah. or adventure before See, people get into it. See, this is very exciting yeah. to me because The Sims was a big part of my adolescence. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and mm -hmm. it, this is neighborhood building mm -hmm. and architecture yeah. and planning. Yeah, but we're, we're urban What's development nerds. We love that numbers. stuff. Like all the numbers, there's like a bell curve. So like the seven, eight, nine is more prevalent than the one or the 15. Ooh. So you can kind of like, you can't really math it out, but you can be like, statistically, I need a one pool. The chances of that happening are pretty low because there's only so many pools and there's only so many ones and you have to shuffle the cards. So you're like, well, I should just fill that in with a different number and like hope that I can get like a seven or eight pool later. Are you a big maths person? Yes, I put an S on it. That's how it's done. As long as I'm not being graded. Mm. I was not <laughs> okay. like, I mean, math is fine. I did well in school, but it's not something I was ever going to pursue. You know, yeah. but I enjoy like the mathy aspect. It's more just planning and being like, okay, I need this many numbers. But that is math to it me. Is. It bums me out that there, it's considered cool to say I hate math. And that oh, I don't always hate math. I just made wouldn't me say so I'm mad at it. Right. But you, I, think I took you physics are. and I did not do well. Physics is hard. Physics is so yeah, I liked chemistry because it's mm -hmm. more straightforward. Yeah. You just put those formulas in there. The formulas were actually really fun. <gasps> like Somebody balancing them. Yeah. But like, yeah, physics. I, my, I had a small high school and that was like the only class that fit into my schedule senior year. And so I like had to take it because I couldn't take two study periods. Well, and theoretically, <laughs> and I mean, it I sounds cool. I had fun with it. Like the labs were fun and like I did great on everything but the tests, man. Like I had to have a couple tests signed by my parent because they were failed. <laughs> you don't like to take tests, yet some I might say- I do like to take tests. Right, I just board did gaming. bad on the math test. Ah, gotcha. <laughs> yeah. I just realized that there is sort of an analogy between mm -hmm. certain board games, especially like a point salad style mm -hmm. where yeah. you're adding everything up at the end and taking a test. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I love taking tests. <laughs> Any, test me on anything. Test me on, right now. 47 times five. Okay, so <clears throat> that'd be 250 minus 15. Correct. What is that? <laughs> you just gave me another formula. <laughs> uh, donh, don't look at me. You said 237. Uh, Close. Six. <laughs> Closer. What did I say? <laughs> <laughs>
Great, let's leave it there. You, but you had a good time. See, look at how enthusiastic she was about the test. She didn't even. That's why I wasn't pass. physics. Yay, test! Yeah, I'm failing, but I'm having fun. Uh, no, you're fun. lower. No, no you're not, you guys gone too far. No, no, no. two thirty-five. Right? Two thirty-five. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, uh, no, I forgot what number I had. Said. And that's totally fine. You uh, had a good time. Doing I had a really fun time. We put you, we put you in the spotlight. Oh, Sorry. He did earlier. I decided to continue it. Subliminal yeah. messaging. Subscribe to Board Game Spotlight. Well, that's not subliminal anymore. Now it's like overt. No, I didn't. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> just play that again at low volume at various points in the Like podcast. in the background. Just... Yeah. <laughs> well, subscribe. Um, now, roll and write games are also pretty quick. Yeah. So that's a typical, mm-hmm. you know, characteristic of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I find that... My problem with them sometimes, and I'm thinking specifically of Catan dice for me, is that sometimes there's little to no player interaction. Mm-hmm. Is yeah. that a problem with this game, or are there elements where you can interact? Um, this one, not so much. I mean, there is uh, the city plans that you are all competing for, so like trying to fill in all the numbers on one street or trying to get the first and last house on each street filled in, and then whoever gets that first gets higher points, and then the card gets flipped over, and then everyone else can get it. So you can be kind of like competing for that. Sure. But it's not like, oh, I'm taking that one pool. You can't have it. But it's individual rolls like Yahtzee, right? Like you roll on your own turn. We don't all no, roll at the same time. No, you flip the cards at the same time. Okay. Everyone gets it. So it's all simultaneous. So it's all simultaneous. So that one doesn't have a lot. There is one um, coming out from Thunderworks Games. It is Cartographers. So you're building maps. <gasps> that, it's another like flipping, right? And if the kobolds come up, which are like the bad people, you actually have to switch your um, piece of paper with someone else, and no. they draw in the kobolds. And if you don't fill in <gasps> oh, around them, clever. it's negative one point on each side. Oh, so you can be like, oh, I'm going to be nice and put it next to stuff, and then you can just fill it in later. Or I'm going to put it in the middle of nowhere, and it's a huge shape. It's kind of like a Tetrisy shape thing. That's yeah, fun. it's super cool. It's coming out in August, so a little plug for them. You know, it's almost meaner to mm-hmm. the other players mm-hmm. if you put it in a nice place because then you're yeah. just saying that okay, oh, you I win. like this person, I'm going to help no them one else, out. Yeah, yeah, and you don't know what they're going to do in return. Being nice can end up being mean. Can but... you're on her gravestone. That <laughs> <happen>. <laughs> After I die from helping an old lady cross the street, <laughs> but then she stabs me in the gut. Oh, I was going to say you got hit by the bus, the but no, glass. she stabs you in this scenario. <laughs> Or a Valerian steel dagger. Um, you turn to ice. Huh? Would you turn to ice? We can't have spoilers. I, we can't. Um, that I just did. All right. <laughs> I've been in like season three. That's all I have to say about Roland. Knight. I'm only in season one. Okay. So well, then it. I don't think you can get mad about spoilers. <laughs> Do you think you it's can get true. mad about spoilers? No, I don't. I'm cool. Like okay. I obviously know. I'm watching the show. I'm like, oh, that person is this person, and they're related, and yeah. that's who, and Derek's you like, know things. How happen. do you know? I was like, Derek, you already watched two seasons. Like you should know this already. <laughs> he like he watched, and then he like gave up, and then we're like, we should watch it since it's almost over. But like I know all this stuff because I've seen it and I remember everything. We haven't said what show we're talking about. It's a little known <laughs> show called Game of Thrones, also known as A Song of Ice and Fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it's you on read the books. TNT. Characters welcome. Isn't that I forget. It? I forget. It's on HBO. HBO, H- right, right. HBO. That's why we um, haven't watched it because we didn't have HBO. Just want to throw this out there. Mm-hmm. If you ever need to know the background on any character, just text me. I got you. <laughs> We're it's only my greatest on joy in the life. second episode. Like we literally started it Monday, Sunday. Like, uh, we literally just started. I'm rewatching season one along with you because there are a lot of parallels between seasons one and season eight. I've been eight. seeing them online because mm-hmm. I don't care about spoilers because, you know, 
right. already like eight years behind, ten years behind. By the time you get there, so, you'll have forgotten. So like when, oh no, I won't. <laughs> so like something happened in the first scene, I was like, oh, he means this person and this person, but it actually refers to this person and this person in season eight, episode two, because I yes. saw a spoiler for that. Absolutely. So. Oh, I get chills. Yeah. Anyway, back to board games. Yes. <clears throat> All right. There Anything else you'd like to say? Right? <laughs> game of Thrones board games, it counts, right? Well, we're still on theme. When you play the Game of Thrones, you live or you die. No. <laughs> <laughs> you win or you die. <laughs> I quit. Um, this is why I'll never be on the show. Well, actually, verdict on the Game of Thrones board game? Besides Where the fact that they've already wrapped filming. Oh, uh, yeah. No, that that's also what I was thinking in my head and didn't oh, say okay. out loud. Um, but Spinoffs. Uh, tangent that is appropriate to board games. Good way to tie it back. <laughs> game of Thrones, the game, mm-hmm. is... Uh, in my opinion, quite excellent. It is an area control game Ooh. that uh, takes minimum of six hours. <laughs> uh, you can fit six houses on the board, six players, and it, it is. Um, it's it's sort of like I'm gonna say. Excuse me. <coughs> it's sort of like Access and Allies in that there is a set starting position mm-hmm. for each family. Okay. Have you played it? No. Well, I haven't. I've just started the show, so like I haven't. So why would you play the board game? You don't yeah. need to. Yeah. I, the I just first know time that I played it, exists. it yeah, yeah, the first time I played, it, I'd never seen the show either, and I was a little confused about all the names. But mm-hmm. it's still a pretty yeah. solid strategy. I don't understand how you could be confused because obviously the Tyrells are in Highgarden, and the Martells are in Dorne. All oh, right, I, I just kept pronouncing it Baratheon, like I didn't know. Baratheon. Well, I, well, I know that now, out Becca. Arya is pronounced Arya. <laughs> I thought it was Arya because I only ever read it. You said it right. I know. I thought it was Arya. It's Arya. Those are the same. Say it again. Aria. Uh-huh. Aria. Like, the, there's an emphasis on the Y. Aria. I was, like, doing more like a Ara. Oh. It's like how you say Becca and I say Becca. It's like uh, how the it's character. It's all inflection, you know? It's that, like, little dialect changes, you know. Fun. I think it's different. You obviously don't. Yeah. Fun fact. <laughs> it was different enough in my head that I was like, oh. Fun fact. The character of Asha in the books was too similar to Asha, the wildling who worked at... Uh, Winterfell, so they changed Asha Greyjoy's name to Yara Greyjoy, which sounds like Arya. Good job, showrunners D.B. Weiss and David Benningoff. Quote on your gravestone. (laughs) (laughs) Can we fit that on the gravestone? (laughs) Um, It'll be in tiny print. (laughs) It'll just get smaller and smaller. It'll start big because you want to draw people in. But it's like a, like a rule book. You can never go besi- below 0.8 font. <clears throat> That's what I've heard. What, do you find that with that game, though, that it tends to end up being like a 2v2v2 situation? Because everybody makes allies, just mm-hmm. like in the Game of Thrones, and then everybody knows they're also going to betray each other at some point. Like, so that's my trouble with games like that a little bit, is like when you're in a set position, and, and kind of like Axis and Allies too, mm-hmm. although the teams are set in that one, mm-hmm. it's like you are kind of locked into one or two roads for the most part. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, games will all vary based yeah. on actions. But When I played, and we never finished because we only had like seven or eight hours to play. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> it became four v one v one because all the women bonded together course, yeah. and said, we got to take down the guys. And there is this mm-hmm. element of surprise. Mm-hmm. Each of your territories, you're going to place a token face down in it uh, that's either going to attack a nearby enemy or um, produce more armies in that place or do something or like 
resource collection, but you don't know, there's table talk of, I'm just doing something peaceful, I'm not gonna mess with you, I'm putting my this down, mm -hmm. and then everyone reveals at the same mm -hmm. time. So there's this element of table talk, of manipulation, you could definitely team up on people very easily, uh, betray or be betrayed, mm -hmm. and uh, so. Yeah, the meta is just as important as like the. Yeah, similar mm -hmm. to how you tactics. mentioned when you yeah. play the resistance, yeah. that sometimes, I've found in a lot of games, mm -hmm. women will band together in we a do. way that yeah. dudes just Definitely. don't. Like, I'm yeah. taking her on a mission with me because she's a woman. And then, you know, the one guy would be like, no, you can't do that. Yeah, you have I to, can. like, enter with a blank slate. And I was like, well, you're evil, obviously. So I'm taking the girls. Yeah. I'm a mission leader. I do what yes. the fuck I want. Yes. Don't question me. You're not going on any mission ever. <laughs> <laughs> if I have a say. Mm -hmm. All right. Now. We're we're doing great, guys. We're chugging so right many tangents. We've talked about time. so many things, yeah. uh, and got on so many delightful tangents. Mm -hmm. But I promised the people we would discuss engine builders yeah. that we love. Absolutely. And I also like to define terms. Mm -hmm. um, so I've got a good one for engine building. Uh, did, did you and write this? Then please, no, I copy and pasted it, and then I copy <laughs> and pasted from multiple sources to make it better. Got it. So Are it's you like citing a Frankenstein of engine no. building? Okay. Good. <laughs> no, if you change one word, it's not plagiarism. On your gravestone. Yeah. <laughs> Is that how I die? <laughs> I don't know what the little old lady I could have plagiarized from her was. But uh, so. Engine building. It's a genre of games where players slowly build up a system of generating resources, money, or victory points. Typically, this engine becomes more efficient as the game goes on, leading to a satisfying sense of achievement when the machine runs at full speed. It's something that snowballs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. That you're adding into your machine to make it work better. Mm -hmm. Anything else you'd add? No, I think you hit the nail on the head. So what's your favorite engine builder? I really like Gizmos. Oh, I've played that. Yeah, That's a great one. one. That's a good one, yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, Wingspan that just came out. It's a very popular one. Yeah. It's bird-themed, yes? It is bird-themed. Everybody's like talking about that one. Yeah, see, who makes hot it topic, yet? definitely. Well, it's why? so hard to get a it's so hard to get a hold of. Oh, is that why? It is, yeah. What's what makes it so much better? Like why is it so interesting? Uh, I like that a lot of, you Stone know, Meyer. Yes, it's Stonemeyer. Uh, I like that it's bird game. It's so different than a lot of themes out there, which, Okay, the theme I mean, I'm not like, oh, I love birds, but it's different enough that <laughs> it's not like one this of those. is. Yeah, it's not. Yet <laughs> I'm not another... an ornithologist or anything. Yeah, but oh, dang, yeah. bringing the scientific name out, but love it. It's just I like when board games are different than the same fantasy sci-fi yeah. that we see, and the thing that's confusing is so many people are so anti this game because it's not sci-fi. Like, I actually had someone say, "Well, I'd played it was dragons," and I'm like. It is what? a dragon. It's, it's just smaller. Just evolutionarily. And like, doesn't breathe fire. Yeah, like there's a, I've, I mean, we've seen, even in our group, a lot of people are like, I will never play that game because it's birds and birds are boring or birds are not as exciting. And I'm just like, who is in your game group that is so judgmental? Well, you know, we let a cover. lot of people in, you know. Oh. <laughs> hey, confession we, time. We give them, a, you know, one chance and then they're out. <laughs> I will say I have been not as enthused to pick it up because of the bird theme. Now I will say mm -hmm. I, d I also love to mm -hmm. like, diverging from always another fantasy or always mm -hmm. another cowboy or pirate game because mm -hmm. there are a lot of the same mm -hmm. motifs. And they can be really great, but it's refreshing to have yeah. something that's not something another different. space game yeah. or not another 
Whatever. And fun fact, if you buy a pack of stickers that have goblin heads mm-hmm. and troll heads and dragon heads and elf heads, <laughs> you could stick them onto the birds' <laughs> bodies. And then you made a fantasy version yeah, of it Wingspan. comes with the little eggs. Just, you know, paint on some scales. Dragon eggs. You know? Easy. That's a great idea. Easy. So easy, right? Yeah. But then we're placating. Then we're placating those non-bird lovers. We got to bring them over. If they're gonna be angry and sticks in the mud, then they're just gonna miss out on great games. Yeah, I do love games that like diverge from the theme a little bit. Like one of my favorites too is like Lords and Ladies, where you are just playing people that have just trying to make babies. (laughs) Well, have you ever heard of Rococo? Rococo as a period of art. No, it's a game, and it's like your dressmakers and suit makers Ah. for. Oh, I can't remember what time period it is. It's a gorgeous the, game, but like you're trying great. to buy silks and all different kinds of fabric, and then you're trying to make these dresses. And are you gonna sell them to people, or are you gonna dress the people for the ball and like have them, you know, like and say, give victory I'm being that dressed way. by oh, X like or whatever? That's yeah. Cool. Oh, yeah. Oh, I like that idea. It's oh, the modern look how day intricate that is. Yeah, I'm pulling it up. It's a modern day equivalent of dressing people for the red carpet. Exactly. But with more frills and This and looks great. Ruffs. It is. It's out of print and it's supposed to be coming back, I think. Well, uh, what was like, it like Plan B or something? Well, one of their com- you know, they have like a bunch of you options. Check with them. But they <laughs> what up? Rococo? When they reprint it, we will definitely be Oh, Agar talking about it. Yes. Eggerspiel. That's the head company. Plan B is like an offshoot. Gotcha. One of their imprints. Looks like it came out in 2013, but there's also an expansion that came out in 2016. That is impossible to find. Ah. Impossible. That looks great. The game is hard to find. You got to corner somebody. It's a grail game. You do. You have to know Dark alley. Yeah. And then you got to beat them up and take their game that they probably have on them, right? If it's that valuable. Well, if you said, hey, meet up. We can play it. You know, nothing bad's going to happen to you. (laughs) Yeah, make sure you mention that. Make them feel at ease by saying that last part. Mm -hmm. Nothing bad will happen to you. I promise. Wink, wink. (laughs) Um, I want to shout out my favorite engine builder, Century Spice Road. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Good one. We fans. Mm -hmm. So Century Spice Road, you are engine building Mm -hmm. uh, and deck building. Yeah. Um, So on the table are cards. That will earn you victory points and you can claim by turning in Mm -hmm. the exact set of cubes that are pictured on the victory Mm -hmm. point card. And when you do so, which takes a turn, you gain those points. Um, But I like a game where you just do one thing on a turn Mm -hmm. because it keeps things moving in a nice way. And this is one that does that. And one of the actions you can take is to buy a new card Mm -hmm. of the five or six available. Six? Mm -hmm. Six. Yeah, there's like a row in front of you. A row of five victory point cards and a row of six possible mm-hmm. cards to buy and some of these will just earn you cubes of mm-hmm. various colors of mm-hmm. cinnamon and and saffron, saffron and, and yeah. turmeric turmeric i always forget that there's a secret r in there no one ever pronounces oh no i mispronounce it too turmeric oh thank you for that say it <laughs> turmeric you did it it's just like aria and aria <laughs> <laughs> Bird theme game. Yeah, with my name. Uh, <laughs> Have you played the Century Golem edition? Yes. Yes, and it mine. is the same game. But Re-theme. talk about theming. Yes. Well, we prefer that one because I don't know if you know this. My husband is colorblind. So the cubes <gasps> in the original Century Spice Row are very hard for him to yeah. distinguish. Oh, no. The brown, the red, and the green all look the same. So he was like, what what colors on this card? What cube am I picking up? So I was having to like help them a lot. I can Century see how that Gollum, could ruin a game. For they're you. gems, so they're bigger, and they're like fluorescent, yellow right? and like cyan and magenta, so they're very vibrant, very easy to yeah. distinguish. 
So and the art's cool too. I love really I love cool. the golems on there. They're not like destructive golems like no, most of them friendly. are in. They're all doing uh, service projects yes. of some sort. I believe the art is by Justin Chan, who Plug is doing the art for our game, Walking Dead: Something to Fear. <gasps> Very cool. Yeah, yeah, from Skybound. Now yes. you mentioned Derek's colorblind. Mm -hmm. Does that affect the type of, types of games you guys choose to review, or is that just something he always incorporates in um, his review of game? I mean, we talk about it. Um, Mostly with designers and publishers, they're like, can you see this? Is there anything we can do? Um, it does affect games that come into our collection if we're going to keep them. Mm -hmm. So, like, uh, we do have Century Spice Road just because we're going to complete the set, but we will always play Gollum over that one. Um, and then... Oh, I love that you say something. just because we're going to complete well, the set. That is dedication. <laughs> but, like, um, have you ever heard of Skullville? We cannot play that. It is literally impossible for my husband to play that game because... There's no, like, it's just the colors. And the peppers are supposed to be, like, different heights. But unless you're, like, laying down on the table, like, oh, how tall is that one? And you remember what height each color is, he can That's play a pepper-based game? It's a pepper. <laughs> you're growing hot peppers. That's fun. That's a hot theme right yeah. there. Yeah, but it's, like, red and then orange and then yeah, yellow, Yeah, so, like, he can't difficult. tell them apart. Yeah. And, mm. I mean, a lot of companies have incorporated, like, symbols and, you know, like, so. And that's it not included, one. No, it is not. That, so, like, Does like it a make you mad? Um, it makes me mad for him that like he can't play a game, but we've seen, especially in the last couple of years, most games have you know differentiated. They yeah. have themes and patterns and colors in the background that helps. They're so, becoming more aware. Yeah. Designers are so yeah. like Derek will be like, oh, I can see that because it's got like a square on it, and this one has a triangle or whatever. And I'm like, oh, I didn't even notice that because I'm just looking at the colors. But he does. Yeah, we have. I so. mean, uh, Ruel Gaviola has been on this show, and mm -hmm. shout out to him. He's a great advocate for colorblind accessibility mm -hmm. in games, I guess, and I. Yeah. He and his wife, they modify some of their like cards that only mm -hmm. have color symbols on them too with like Sharpie and stuff yeah. and it really helps. But yeah. you're right. Put I feel stickers yeah. of say, you know, a troll or a dragon. Differentiate. Yeah, from birds. From birds. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, like if you've ever played Knock Mall, Roland, right? It's got colors and he can't differentiate two of them. So I'll go through and I'll put a dot in all of them because you're trying to fill in certain ones and he's like, Well, is that one blue and yellow or whatever? So I'll put dots in the I think it's green and orange in that game. So he can be like, okay, the dots are green, the regular ones are orange. Nice. So. Um, you know what's interesting, and I have no answer to, mm -hmm. it's a very scientific question. Why is it that, in my experience, I've never met a woman who is colorblind? It I only know affects this. men. Ah, because women are carriers of the gene and men get it. So it's a recess rec recessive trait. So women pass it on to their sons. Women get it from their fathers. And unless you have a man who has the gene like my husband does and a woman who has the gene like I do because my father is colorblind, uh, you can't have a woman who's colorblind. My mother-in-law is actually colorblind. So she passed that on to her son. She's also has struggles with that. So our son, um, actually, we haven't gotten tested yet because he's too young, but he can't differentiate red and orange. I try and like show it to him. He doesn't like react, but he knows yellow really well. So I know he understands colors. So we'll get him tested soon. And if we ever have a daughter, there is a very high chance that she could be colorblind. It is just comparatively so much right. more rare yeah. for a woman to have those two factors. Right. Because it is, you know, I think it's like 13% of the population. Like red so, hair and yeah. green eyes. Yeah. Mm. So unless you have like that perfect storm of two people who both have that recessive trait, it's not going to happen in a woman. If you were a Targaryen, you'd never let that go from your bloodline. <laughs> anyway, just had to throw that out there. Well, there's so many more games I want to talk about, but... Guys, we, we made a podcast today. Yeah. We've done it. We did. Yeah. Success. Uh so what would it have what was something recent just before we go that uh Board Game Spotlight covered that you want to shout out that you really loved or something you're doing soon? Okay. 
uh, we haven't done anything for the last couple of weeks because we've been moving across the country. Ah. Um, but well, then shout out to moving. To all yeah. the people moving out there. Yeah. What would you say to them? Try moving.com. Yeah, moving was <laughs> terrible. Don't ever move across the country. Did you do one and a half year old? Oh, no. I mean, we've moved across the country. This was our third time. We did Georgia to California, California, South Carolina. Then we went up to Illinois and then Illinois back to California. But having a baby. Yeah, just leave oh, them, so right? <laughs> just mail the baby. <laughs> just stick them in a flight, you know, whatever. He'll be fine. Care package um, with lots of candy and yeah. pillows. Where can we find Board Game Spotlight? You can find us on Facebook at the Board Game Spotlight. Or you can find us on Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, um, Instagram at BG Spotlight. We'll follow you as soon as yeah, we get home. Yeah, you should. Excellent. And Jake, what have you been playing or doing or seeing or living lately? Oh, gosh, lots of things, Becca. Um, one of the things I've been playing, and I think you overheard me talking about it yesterday, and I started playing it this morning Endless again, space. is Endless Space 2. <laughs> oh, my gosh, this game. It's a 4X. I've never played. It's a 4X video game. It's uh, Civilization, but in space. You're colonizing. You're colonizing. <laughs> solar systems building buildings and uh fighting aliens and it's a whole lot of fun what does the term 4x mean um oh damn it i don't four, really four times i think it's Ex like exterminate ex something excel the 4x is elemental expand. expand is exterminate one of them I now so. i want to know yeah it's uh, expand exterminate it's eggerspiel it's, it's something with like taking resources and hoarding them or something. Explore, it's... expand, exploit, and exterminate. Exploit, I that's didn't know exterminate was, was one of those. Exterminate. Yeah. So, well, uh, like the Dalek, uh, <laughs> remember to exterminate and write it on my gravestone. <laughs> uh, well, awesome. Guys, this was such a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. It was so great to have you here. Lizzie, thank you. Uh, guys, listening at home, if you want me to keep doing this podcast, you gotta tell your friends to subscribe, and you gotta post Second. about it. Hold on, I'm calm down. You're, you know, you're flexing so much right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're breaking the chair. Stop, slow down. No, no. I'm breaking the chair. Well, I'm flexing it. my arms. That's how strong you are. It's <laughs> like a very She-Hulk moment right now. My weight has not changed. Lizzie took physics in high school. She can explain it to you. I barely passed. Don't don't rely on anything I have to say on that subject. Uh, matter can only be transferred. <laughs> An object in motion stays in motion. There you go. That's all I know. All Lizzie's right, you heard it down. here. <laughs> An object in motion stays in motion, so make your motion to go to your socials and or your text messages and tell your friends to like, share, and subscribe and rate victory points. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.